And you know, what I've been wondering the whole time is, is what was it like on the other side? <laughs> and did you, did you meet Zeus? <laughs> oh my God. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Better Faster Podcast. We're joined once again for the third time by Dr. Mar Arguello, aka Feta Cheese Physio. I think you're the only guest that we've had actually come three times. So this is this is a, a very special episode. We got lots to talk about here. So last time we left off, you were getting ready for the Richmond Marathon, which was in December, November, November. November yeah. Okay, November. And it's now January. It was quite eventful. It it's was quite eventful. So if you don't follow Mar on the socials at Mar Sports Physio, then you need to give the listeners an update about what all happened. So, so tell us about it. Yeah, I think I uh, I was like I delayed to make a post about it just because I was still like recovering. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I had a lot of people reach out to be like, hey, what happened? Uh, but I did finally make that post. So yeah, it was. Um, so it was right after my birthday. Um, so it was. I was looking forward to it. It was going to be a nice like birthday marathon run. I was going for the 3:30, which was the boss. It's the Boston qualifier time. Um, we had a good crew up there. Uh, training had gone so well. Honestly, I was feeling probably the best I felt. If this was like this was the time where I would break it, if I was, or I would have come like really, really close. Like I felt pretty confident that I would have been really, really close. Yeah, because I mean, um, you were coming in early, staying late, getting your workouts in, not missing a run, because you documented the whole thing. Feeling good, no injuries, yeah, right? Yeah, no, I was feeling good. I was I was feeling really good. Um, so we go up there Friday night. It was, I think there was that storm or that um, heart, there was something, do you remember? It was that weekend where there was um, some kind of storm was passing Trouble by. Tropical storm, hurricane, yeah, named ourselves South Carolina. We yeah, have every week, <laughs> starting in like October, um, November. But it was, so it was right after that, and I think it was, so looking back at it a week before the race it was meant to be like really chilly like a nice cool temperature best conditions um and then it like two days before it kept going up and up and up and up and it was it actually was like 70 it showed 70 75 degrees in the morning um the marathon didn't start till eight um half marathon started at 7 30 i don't know why they did that um but i mean regardless i tried to hydrate before even though i don't usually do because of my stomach i actually did um because i knew it would be so hot i mean i took the regular goos and electrolytes that I would have taken as with it not being super humid because that's what I was used to and that's what I felt comfortable doing. Um, so we start the race, I was with the Pacers, I was with that group. They were all super fun. I was feeling really good, like feeling so, so good. I was mm -hmm. like, dang, this feels surprisingly too easy. Um, I, we reached uh, mile 15, around mile 15, there was a really big uphill and it wasn't super like vertical, it was just really long. It was like a mile of uphill. Um, and that's when I first started feeling, it wasn't maybe 16. Um, I started feeling pretty tired and it was a bridge. So it was in the middle, like the sun was like right on you. By that time we were already hours in. So it went up to like 75 degrees. And that's when I first started feeling like tired. And you know you have a point in the well you might not know well, actually you do know you've done a marathon i've done a marathon that's right that's right two of them you know there's a point where you'll feel really tired yes or like you know or like a mental block or like you'll feel like your body can't go but if you mentally just push through it you will hopefully eventually overcome that yes that's probably different than actually hitting the wall i, I, yes. I hit the wall once during a yeah. training session and yeah i don't want to 
Do we want spoil. to talk about? No, no, I don't want. I don't want to spoil, don't want to spoil oh. your thunder here. So yeah, okay. yes, but but you hit that point yeah, where so you've you hit it before. Like, right. You've, you, you, it's it's like it's usually more of a mental block. You can get through it and almost hit your second wind. Exactly. So I was like, Mar, you got this. You've trained so hard for this. Tom and Chuck are waiting at the finish for the three thirty. We're gonna celebrate it with my birthday. You get like, all the likes on Instagram. <laughs> We're going to I Boston. I got this. I got Unicorn this. tattoos, <laughs> jackets, and hats. Oh God, no! Um, <laughs> but I was like, I got, I can do this. Just push through, and it will be fine. And I pushed through, and then I, I mean, I started feeling better. I think I like my split went down to like an eight oh nine, and it's an eight minute pace that I need. Um, and then uh, I started getting more tired, but then my splits were still staying consistent. And I had run some faster splits in the downhill. So I was like, it's okay, I can afford like an 804, 805, whatever. So I was like, dang, I'm actually, like I'm right there. I'm like an 805, that's right where I need to be. Um, and I approached, so I look at every marathons in 10Ks. So I approached, so six miles say. So I approached the 18 miles, like 18 miles and then six more miles to 24. Once I hit the 18 miles, and then 19, I I wouldn't say it was even tired. I started feeling like I had to like squint my eyes a little bit. And I was like, ooh, so your vision what's going. going on? You're losing your vision. <laughs> well, I, wouldn't, I didn't think of that. Like, I guess now talking about it, maybe. But at the point I was like, okay, I'm just getting tired again. Like, come on, Mara, bring it back together. Um, and then I was close to mile 20, 21, and I was, it was feeling so tired. The last thing I remember was me, like I remember like I was zigzagging a little bit because I just couldn't walk straight. And then I don't remember what happened after that. The next thing I remember is not being woken up, but I just remember me on the floor in the grass area. So right next to the road, I guess I somehow went to the grass area. So I remember being on the floor and people like just asking me if I'm okay, giving me water, telling me to stand up. So I remember being on the floor. Um, what do I remember after that? I was on the floor. This really nice officer came up to me, um, Captain Reed, his name was, um, and he was trying to get me to stand up. And I was like, no, I, like I couldn't, like I just couldn't move. And I was like, like I can't, don't. And he kept giving me water and Gatorade and I was drinking it. Um, eventually, what seemed after like 20 minutes, um, they eventually got me to stand up. And then I was feeling really dizzy and tired and like, I guess I was about to pass out, but in my head, I thought I was dying. Yes, well. Um, in my head, at least. You, you kind of were, a little I, bit. I was, so I, I didn't know, I guess I knew where I was, but I was really disoriented. Because sure. I remember, well, no, I don't remember. They told me I was saying some really weird stuff. Um, I told, I what were you saying? apparently I said, tell Jess I said sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to your coach. Yeah, yeah. so to tell Jess I my said sorry. My coach is going to be so disappointed. Yeah, yeah, like who cares at that point, right? But of course in my head, and then I remember thinking, dang, screw waiting to get like a, like plan a wedding. Tom and I should just get married like tomorrow. I remember <laughs> thinking that because I thought I was like dying. And then I was like, and then I remember thinking like everything. Oh, you're, it was like, it's like, this is my last day on earth. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> No, I don't know why. And then I was thinking like, oh my God, all these things, like none of this matters. If I'm about to die, like, oh my, if I make this through, I like, I'm never going to get myself through put myself through this again and I said all this stuff like who cares about running if I'm dead right, like, that's yeah. all what was going through my head it was it was insane wow. it was crazy and then um and then they kept giving me like food and the food and like like muffins and it kept getting 
like stuck in my throat. Oh yeah, because and, and I was like, dehydrated. right. And then in my head, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna choke to death. And then I started like getting it with my hand out and like taking it out. And I was like, like stop giving me food, stop giving me food. And they they kept giving me electrolytes. And then I remember telling them, oh, I'm a PT. Like check my blood pressure. I need to know what it is so I know if I'm actually dying or not. Um, what else did I tell them? And then all so all this time. They had called Tom, thankfully, because I had it on my bib. Mm -hmm. I wrote it in there. Also, he like told me the so night before. Contacts, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. He, and he told handy. me, yeah, he told me more. Write that in, because I don't run with my phone. And he gets mad. And they called him, and he was like freaking out. He was like, "Call the ambulance," because they didn't call e the ambulance yet. Mm -hmm. um, and he was at the finish line, which was six miles away. So it took him a while to come. Um, but then they put him on loudspeakers, so and I was talking to Tom. I don't remember what I was telling Tom. Um, and then apparently, Tom did tell me this. That I, um, while the uh, Captain Reed was trying to help me up, I told him, um, like he was trying to get me up, and then all of a sudden, apparently, I say, um, "Help me stop my Garmin, so I don't lose my face." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" And priorities. then, and then apparently, also, I told him uh, to like help me finish or something like that. Or I was like looking at the time, and I was like, "Well, I can still make it," and like. <laughs> I don't even know what that's, the time That's the athlete is. mentality in yeah, and they and they Jeez. wouldn't tell me they wouldn't tell me the time, like mm -hmm. how much longer I had. So then I think I remember myself doing this. I was like shouting to runners, like, what time are we at? <laughs> like how much longer do we have? Like, can I make this? Um and then I remember being on a chair and then like they had ice packs all over me and then Tom and Chuck finally came. Um and apparently I was still not I was still a little disoriented then because they asked me like you know the year and all of that stuff and i it took me a while to say it but did i knew get, did you guess I knew it wrong no no, no no i guess it right yeah. but i had to think i was like okay 2000 2017 like i came uh, finished call blah 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 like i had to think oh, through wow. it um i got the president right uh, surprisingly um mm, but but you know, <laughs> <different episode> <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what else and then and then for a for all of a sudden i was like they told me I made it through 21 miles and I was trying to think how many more miles was in a marathon and I couldn't remember. Like, I couldn't remember and I started freaking out. Hey, math um, is hard. I went to a public college. I get those kind of things right all the time, you know. <laughs> but it was, it was insane. It was, it was just, I've never, I've never had that before ever. And I'm, I mean, I'm from Cyprus. It's hot. It's hot here. I do run in the heat here. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I don't know. It was kind of what you know, as we're as we're armchair quarterback in this thing, and and I'm sorry that happened to you. First, I mean that's yeah, that's it was, awful, it very was very traumatic. Crazy. I mean, you basically you you were out, you time traveled a little bit, you were disoriented, loopy. I know it kind of messed you up for yeah. a few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And here I took a yeah, yeah, a yeah. So, but it took you what like what a solid week or so to kind of recover and just yeah. kind of get the feeling back to yourself. So that that was that was yeah, no joke no, there. It was scary. It was definitely probably the scariest thing I've gone through. And looking back at it now, I I try to tell myself that I overreacted or exaggerated during that time, but. At that time, well, that's truly how I felt. Yeah, you're in you're but, in your fight or flight state. Oh, I mean, it's it's yeah. just kind of what kind of comes out. It's like instinctual, you know. Yeah. I guess. Um, and you know what I've been wondering the whole time is is what was it like on the other side? And, <laughs> and did you did you meet Zeus? I, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Every good gym session needs good music. And whether I'm taking the gym outside or training in the garage, I've been using the Turtle Box as my go-to portable Bluetooth speaker. The Turtle Box is the loudest and toughest speaker on the market, and not only does it cut through the noise, but I can bring it anywhere. I know I'll have tunes wherever I train, whether in the garage gym, track, or on the beach with the Turtle Box. 
The sound quality on the speaker is so good and it's so loud, my neighbors have gone from getting pissed at me for slamming weights in my garage gym to being angry because they can hear Rick Ross stumping from four houses away. Don't believe me? Try it out. The guys at TurtleBox are hooking us up with a 60-day risk-free trial, and if you don't love TurtleBox, send it back. Check them out at TurtleBoxAudio.com and use the code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, for an exclusive Better Faster podcast offer. No, I actually, no, no, so no angels, no Zeus, no goddess, goddesses, uh, none of that. So well, I did not, that did not happen. Yeah, so as, as, we're, as we're, you know, we're, we're armchair quarterbacking this, so we're looking, in hindsight, 22, we're looking back at like what happened, what went wrong. What, what do you think yeah, happened? So, What's your instinct on this? Yeah, so I was meant to take my goose every um, 30 minutes. So it was gonna be like every four miles, I think it comes out to. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, almost four miles. Um, and the water stations weren't, were every like odd number and I needed them almost at an even number, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it didn't kind of align with when I needed to take them. Sure. Um, so I actually carried a water bottle with me for the first 10 miles. It took me through the first 10 miles and that worked really good because I had electrolytes in there and I felt like I was getting as much water as I needed. Mm -hmm. Once that ended and I didn't have any more and I chucked it and I was getting the um, water cups and electrolytes from the stations, I felt like I wasn't getting enough water from those. So you know how you're you're trying to run, you're trying to pick it up while sure. running and, and like drink it. Mm -hmm. The first time actually at mile, what, 11 or 12, whatever it was, when I got it, I like choked on it. Yeah. And, but then I didn't want to go back and get more. Like, I, right. you know, I had a right. time to make here. I don't have time for exactly. this. Um, so I just, whatever. And then the second time I like, tried it like just tried to be a bit more conscious about getting the water in but then i i still didn't feel like i was getting enough water so actually by mile 15 i actually would stop and get two of those because i felt like i needed two um and then just keep going and i was still making my time doing that but i i think it would have been really good if i like had tom at mile what each mile to like give me give me give me mm -hmm. a bottle or something so i can take more in so you think it purely came down to hydration? You don't think it was so much just getting acclimatized to that temperature, that little bit unseasonably warm day you had? Yeah, I, I don't know. Don't I really know? don't. I mean, I know the pace was really hard too. Like that was a hard pace for me. Um, sure. An eight minute pace, it's not something like that's easy for me. I think I'm not genetically the best endurance athlete out there. I think I train for it. So right. it's like that eight minute pace, even though it's not super fast for some people, like for me, it is a hard pace to keep. And I think I would have been really close to it, but it would definitely have been a lot of work. So I don't know if it was like that that intensity and then also with the weather, mm -hmm. um, or if it was just the weather, sure. or if it was just um, not getting enough at the end. I'm honestly not sure. So looking back, if you could repeat the day, yeah, well, so if, I, if you had yeah. a time machine and yeah. you could go back to the start line, it sounds like you would have just set up your hydration stations a little differently and you think, yes. that, you think that would have been all the difference there? I think I, yeah, I would have had Tom give me another bottle so I could have it. Mm -hmm. um, maybe even two times in the race I could have water when I needed. Um, maybe I would wear a hat if that helps just because mm -hmm. the sun, yeah, I just felt absolutely. the hat, the sun was all on me. Um, maybe if I was a, like a a smarter runner or more experienced runner n looking at that temperature i may have backed off from my time mm -hmm. and i sure i wouldn't make my goal but i may have finished it at a close time because i know there were a lot of other columbia runners that went there um a lot of like two of the pretty experienced ones and um one of them she had done a post on it and she had said she 
kind of saw that it was getting really really hot and humid and she scaled her pace down and she was still able to finish with a, a like a solid time not reaching her goal but like finishing sure um so i don't know i, don't I got know. you i got you so. i don't think i would have done that because i'm I'm not trying to do these marathons just to do like I want to get this you goal to, right, right so I'm not just doing them to do them and you, and you also got to consider I mean you are a new runner you've been only doing this yeah. for what a year and a half two something two like that years, right yeah. and that's that's not a ton of time for people to accumulate that level of yeah. fitness you need to get to Boston I mean you were there I, I saw your Garmin right you were I, on pace I, until you weren't yeah. so we know we know <laughs> it's in there we know it's in there there's a lot of factors at play <laughs> and, uh, and and so the other things I was just trying to think about just sort of make this education if it yeah. so so clearly the, the instinct is that it was probably most mostly to do with hydration i guess the weather does play into that if it's hot yeah. you're gonna be more dehydrated yeah if there was a strategy to get more acclimatized right south carolina is pretty much hot all year mm -hmm. round we've had some weird cold weather that's very like coldest we've ever had in my 37 years living yeah. here but usually it's very hot so in the summer you're good you just train outdoors any time of the day and you're gonna be ready but have you looked into perhaps adding like a sauna, sauna to it? Because yeah, it's, it's really interesting, the, the things that happen physiologically, because when you get in the sauna, your, your heart rate stays elevated. So mm -hmm. obviously that doesn't replace running that kind of stuff. But if you're looking at it purely from like a heat acclimatization standpoint, sorry, words are hard, I think I said that right. But yeah. that might be a way, and I know generally whenever people are, we see a lot in CrossFit world because those gyms are not climate controlled. Yeah. And it's like a lot of times like August when the kids come back from college from up north, they, they're like dying and they can only hang for like 10 minutes. And so you just recommended you do like a 10 minute explosion. You gradually ramp that up over time. I think it's pretty cool. You're seeing a lot of cool stuff about heat yeah, shock proteins and a lot of benefits coming from sauna type training. I honestly don't know. Probably should have looked it up for the episode if that does apply to this type of situation. But I don't know. Like I'm just trying to think about like what what could be what could have yeah. been done. Could have yeah. should have type I of situation. Haven't, I haven't looked into that either, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. Lie, I'm not sure either. Um, but I um, we Jess and I did talk about after potentially having an electrolyte with a little bit more sugar. Mm -hmm. And um, for me right now, I use Scratch. And that um, there are other brands that have more like concentration, more sugar per whatever time you're taking it. So that's another thing that I will need to experiment with. That makes sense too, because the way you described the the delirium about mm -hmm. it taking you time to do the recall of the gear and, and all that stuff, and that's that your brain thrives off glucose. That's what that's yeah. what it, the fuel is to your brain. So that that sounds smart. That sounds like that yeah, could be the case. to do that. Did yeah. you ever do salt tabs? I don't do salt tabs. You ever experimented, experimented I have with them? It. I mean, I that's if you're doing the the yeah. ultra distance races, like the yeah. ultra marathons, Ironmans, you you have to do it to survive. You're not going to be able to get there on on goos and water and Gatorades alone. Like you, you have to have that. It might be something we're playing around yeah. with. Yeah, no, for sure. Are you um, willing to try for sure anything when? Well, then I guess that leads us to the next thing, right? So so you had this race, you were there, right? You had you had victory, you had that qualifier just within your reach, I and then, and then this happened, right? So uh, is there going to be a redemption painful. story? What's what's next for you? Yeah, so um, the day off, I, I think I said this before, I, w I said I wasn't going to run ever again. Yeah, I, like, all, all been there I was before. like, if I, if I make this, make if I live through this, I will not do this again. Mm -hmm. Like I literally You're said bargaining. this to myself. And mm -hmm. then the next day, Tom and I were like just walking in Richmond. I was like, so I think there's another one in like in April I can do or in March. Um, and I started looking at them cause I was so close. So I, but I did take a little bit more time than I thought off running. So I'm not sure I will be ready for the, there are a couple in March that are close by, but I don't know if I'll be ready for those. Um, so it may be looking more April, which I'm I'm not sure yet. So this actually, April. I don't 
yes, this, cool. this part nice. I like it. I like it. But I, um, again, I'm not sure I'll be ready. So it's kind of up in the air a little bit. Yeah. Like that. And then if, if I don't make it to that, um, summer is pretty like no marathons kind of deal. And then it goes to the fall. So that won't be till, till later in the fall. Sure. Um, but I also did go to, um, John Green's bike shop. Yeah, shout out to Cycle Center, uh, best cycle yes. shop in town. Um, so I did look up bikes too, but I'm not going to say anything. Um, so far, I just looked up bikes. That's, yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, for sure. They they have <laughs> John. John John's a man. He has a. I think he was telling me his bike. The most expensive one has eighteen thousand dollars. That's like that's I like two of my it. cars put together <laughs> essentially. So I I. I remember, I remember that that Saturday. I, I was kind of periodically every couple hours looking at the socials. I know you're super active. I figured I was right. seeing something on the story, like some kind of post, and it was like getting late in the day. And I was like, "All right, Mark, you <laughs> what's, know, what's going, going on? on? <laughs> something was wrong." And I think I shot you a text, and like it was like the next day once you yeah, were so like, that... awake and with us again. Right. You, you kind of filled <laughs> me in about what happened. So I, I hate that for yeah. you, but. Always want to look at the positive and the silver lining. I mean, and you've been an athlete your whole life too. You, you know that the, the the road to wisdom is paved by taking losses, right? That's that's what happens. That's what makes us better. Better better athletes, you know, failures, competing with the best, learning from these situations, that kind of thing. And also just all the time you put into this Richmond Marathon, that fitness is still hay in the barn. That's going to contribute to whatever's coming next. So it's I like I, to think that <laughs> seriously. I mean seriously, like you know, it's it's just that long term development for this sport. Yeah. And I got a feeling you're going to crush it. You know, I think I you got the so. you got the champion mindset, that I athletic so. mentality. So I know there's going to be a Boston qualifier. I just in the future. need to I need to know where my limits are <laughs> when I start to. To not look straight and start like zigzagging, I think it's time to. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I was about to say like you, you know whatever push through athletes, no limit soldier, that kind of well, thing. Yeah, but I feel like I'm all like David Goggins. You're right. right. That's another thing I kept thinking of. I was like, <laughs> what would David Goggins you're do? You're just at forty percent. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like passed out. And, yeah, you know Goggins. Goggins is a freak, but I, I I'm pretty sure he probably just puts his highlight reels out there. There's probably got to be some. He's probably had some bad days himself. Yeah, too, I'm I sure. Yeah. Um, but I think that's another lesson learned, just to know to know your limits. Like, I like to shoot for a hundred percent, but make sure it's not a hundred and one mm -hmm. or two percent sure. in the sense of um, like how much you could tolerate. Right. Obviously, aim to perform the best best you can, but know your limits for when to stop. Because that, I mean, that could have gone worse for me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it absolutely so, could. You like you, um, like you said, you know, I think I think we might have titled this episode "Mars Near Death <laughs> Experience." That could have been. That could have certainly uh, been deadly for sure. Yeah. Well. Um, and and so the other aspect of this too is, I know that you know with this whole you know this passion you have for running and this experience you're gaining you're now starting to dive into the coaching world we have the run the running academy yes. which first ever and it's gotten full and people are raving yep. about it i had the business meeting this morning by the way and and you know both yeah, people yeah. that were in there mm -hmm. were, were complimenting y'all very well Good. with that i'm glad so do, do you feel like the things that you experience lessons learned perhaps do you feel like those are things that might be useful amongst your population your yeah. patient population your client population with yes. the coaching world yeah so we during the Versex Running Academy we have like a 10 minute educational session to start with and actually one of and we let them kind of pick the topics so one of the topics was like how to manage that like the high heat the dehydration potential like prevent heat stroke whatever um so that is one of the topics that, that i feel very mm -hmm. comfortable talking about because yep. i've had it and i think they can also um like trust me more since i've gone through it so i yeah i absolutely feel like it will help and i do 
want to start you know we have a bunch of runners in here too so i i definitely think that helps in the um kind of bias and trust process of yeah. like, having a patient a client so it will be good even though it sucks that's one thing money can't buy that's perspective <laughs> give a little yeah. street cred too with those runners. Street, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. and, and now it's a good story right we're able to podcast i know we, this is great right tom and i laugh about yeah. it all the time yeah well um, um Thank you again for sharing this information. Yeah. I do think this is the listeners were waiting for an update. I think there's a lot of actually really good educational and informative material that we can learn from from this. Is there anything else you want to plug? I mean, I know you have a lot of different things going on right now in the online and coaching world is in person as well too. Anything you want to put out there? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned <laughs> for more. There's more coming. Okay. All right. And in the meantime, they can follow you at Mars Sports Physio. All right. This is Better Faster Podcast. We're out. Cause I'm